Our next scripture reading is from the second chapter of Luke. Listen to the word of God to you. When the angels had left the shepherds and gone into heaven, they said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I like that Maggie Jo came up. We're thinking about babies this morning. It wasn't that long ago that she was just a little baby. The wheel of life turns. Another year passes. Uh, where does it find us all this morning? Uh, we are not the same, are we, from year to year? We do not necessarily feel the same this New Year's Day as we did last year or the new year before that or some distant new year in the past. Our experiences uh, of each year shape us. They touch us and affect us so that one year rolls around full of promise and hope, joy and celebration. And another one, unfortunately, comes full of darkness and mourning, grief and despair. To everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, turn. On the occasion of the new year, we note just how we have changed uh, in respect to this recurring holiday. Uh, the young adult, ready to party hard, desiring only to be in the throng at Times Square, becomes the parent who readily goes to bed early with their small children, becomes the family in difficulty who doesn't uh, feel like celebrating at all this year, who becomes the empty nester eventually as well, celebrating again with friends, gathered for sophisticated New Year's Eve dinner parties, becomes what? Birth and death, beginnings and endings, tears and laughter, success and disappointment. And the wheel turns, and another year comes and goes. On the occasion of the new year, we turn to the morning with hope, looking at the potential, uh, at the prospect of an empty calendar, a blank page, a new chapter. Uh, what will fill this year? What will we find? What will we find is the question running through the shepherds' minds as they go to see this thing the angels have told them about. What will this babe become is the question in Mary and Joseph's minds as they present uh, Jesus in the temple for his dedication. Promises have been made, prophecies foretold. Uh, so the angels announced to the shepherds, let's go with them to see the baby. Some of you may remember the stand-up routine by comedian Jerry Seinfeld from the early 90s. Uh, this particular routine, Jerry Seinfeld stands 
uh, with a mic to his chest, uh, the spotlight uh, shining, illuminates the smoky haze of the room, and in his whiny New York voice, Seinfeld uh, imitates a friend with a newborn. He says, you gotta see the baby. Jerry, you gotta come over and see the baby. And then Seinfeld remarks, the comedian says, eh, nobody ever wants you to come over and see their grandfather, do they? <laughs> oh, you gotta come and see my grandfather. You gotta see him. He's so cute, Seinfeld goes on mocking. I love them when they're this age. He's 1,000 months. Yeah, 83 and a third years. You know, the mid-80s. It's such a good stage for the grand people. The mid-80s, you gotta see them. He went to the bathroom by himself today. Har, har, har. You've got to see the baby. That's the riff that Seinfeld plays off. Babies are cute, of course, and who doesn't love a baby? <laughs> but why? What's there to see? Isn't that what Seinfeld is asking? What do we see in babies? And did they clamor to see this baby, to see uh, Jesus? Did they gather around Mary and Joseph when they came to present uh, Jesus in the temple as required by custom? Did they coo and proclaim, oh, look at how cute he is? What did they say? What did they see in this baby? They saw the normal things, surely, those things that make us love every baby, as author Lish McBride puts it, the great thing about babies is they are like bundles of hope, like the future in a basket. A baby is pure potential, uh, unmarked by mistake or failing, uh, limitless if only because the limits of this child's future have yet to be determined. Every baby is a bundle of hope and expectation and a new beginning. Every parent feels this and hopes they don't mess it up. And Mary, like any other mother, like any parent, surely has a whole host of hopes and dreams for her son, uh, being dedicated in the temple on this, his naming day. What does she see in this baby? What does his father Joseph see? What are his hopes for his sons? What are his fears? And each new year comes, too, with potential and hope. Hope that we might do better this year, that we might live up to our ideals and best intentions, that the good we have been a part of will continue. Uh, and we hope, too, that new, never-imagined goodwill and good fortune might come our way and come to the world in 2023. Uh, think of that year when something good came your way, uh, the start of a wonderful new relationship, a friend, a love, the right person at just the right time. Think of that year when you started a new job or a new, a new passion, uh, a new interest, a new joy. Or think of that year, recall that year you received a windfall and were able to give it Invest it so that your good fortune became greater good in the world. Think of these things. And now, think, think what this year might hold in the wings. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and make some bold predictions for the next year. Predictions for this congregation and for the world in general. Uh, I'll look in my crystal ball and make some prognostications. In the world... 
Politicians will make promises that they won't necessarily deliver on. We will be divided in our politics and opinions. Breakthroughs in science and medicine will occur, some no less than miraculous, uh, even if our perception of the miracle is mediated by time and accessibility. The Ohio State Buckeyes will be in contention for the playoff, uh, playoffs once again, the sting of last night's loss notwithstanding. And in the next year, conflict will end in some places around the world. Oh Lord, let peace come to Ukraine this year, even as new conflicts break out in new places. And here at Southminster, new faces will come, new families, new friends, new members, and we will welcome them and learn from them and make room for them and their experience of God's goodness and grace, and we will be better because God will bring them to us. New people will come and others will go, called by God and by life to new places, new chapters in their life. We'll be sad to see them go, but we will send them with our blessing, knowing that they are following God's call in their life. Some people will come, some people will go. Babies and grandbabies will be born. Some will celebrate good fortune this coming year and some will face new challenges. And some, some will graduate from this world to the next and we will grieve and we will live. We will live into the future that is 2023 for Southminster Presbyterian Church. I know, not such bold predictions, are they? This is what every year holds for us. Uh, the good and the bad, the hope and the potential that uh, stands before us at the beginning of a new year. It's exciting to think about the potentials and the possibilities that 2023 might hold, thinking about the good that awaits us in this new year, some that we might have hoped for for years, some that we may never even have imagined of. For many, 2022 was a hard year, and the empty slate may create as much anxiety for those of us who suffer. We might wonder what other misfortune might lie around the corner. I think of a New Year's cartoon from Spanish cartoonist uh, Jose Maria Nieto that often pops up this time of year. At the cusp of the new year, one character anxiously glances back, back and forth from the old year to the new. The other character sits crouched on the ground, her attention focused on something in the dirt before her. In full panic mode, considering the past year, the first character shaking and sweating, imagining new nightmares, frightened, says, I, I, I don't see any reason to be hopeful. What do you think the new year will bring, he asks nervously. I believe it will bring flowers, says the second character. Huh? Says the first, caught off guard and momentarily uh, knocked off his pedestal of certain doom. Huh? Flowers? <laughs> really? Why? He asked. Why would you expect something so pleasant? and benign. I believe the new year will bring flowers, says the first, continuing to scratch in the dirt, because I am planting seeds, she says. 
continuing to focus her attention, not on the bad things that happened in the closing year, but on the little patch of ground before her. At the end of 2022, I think of the city of Buffalo. Buffalo had a hard year this year by, all, uh, by anybody's measure. Uh, a hate-motivated shooting at a Topps grocery store in the summer, wave upon wave of winter storms in December, at least 37 people killed in last week's storm. And yet, in the midst of challenge and death and grief, there are signs of hope, like the bands of neighbors who formed and went door to door at the height of the storm and the cold uh, or who made themselves available on social media to help those in need. Uh, I think of neighbors who went armed with snow shovels, bottled water, and blankets to bring aid to those stranded in homes without power or in their cars. Those buffalo neighbors, too, who helped free uh, dozens of birds uh, frozen in the ice on Lake Ontario. I think of them and my spirit, like those birds freed from the ice, take flight, stumbling first across the snow and ice, eventually spreading its wings and finding the air once again. Or, I think closer to home, of the twin babies abducted in their mother's car in Columbus just before Christmas. How many of us followed this story while we finished our, our Christmas shopping or our last minute holiday preparations around home thinking, oh, I'm afraid this is not going to end well. And it probably wouldn't have ended well, except for a couple of women who had a chance encounter in Indianapolis and persistently followed up on suspicion and hunches until the alleged abductor was in custody and the second still missing infant was found cold but very much alive. Mary, like any mother, like any parent, Shirley has a whole host of hopes and dreams for her son, uh, being dedicated in the temple on this, his naming day. What does she see in this baby? What does his father Joseph see? What are his hopes for his son? What are his fears? Looking through the 2,000-year-old lens of the church, we see what the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem, names. We see that in this baby, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Uh, the text that Nancy read today sees uh, Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to present him in the temple. And then immediately after this, the part that we didn't read is the story of Simeon uh, and Anna, these two uh, elder members of Israel who have waited and watched for years for the promised Messiah, uh, who are witness then, who see Jesus brought to the temple and dedicated. Simeon, Simeon and Anna have been waiting to see this baby. And where so many others just see another uh, cute baby full of potential and hope, uh, the eyes of faith, uh, through the eyes of faith, Simeon and Anna, uh, through the eyes of righteousness, they see the fulfillment of so many hopes and dreams, the hopes and dreams of the people of God, and indeed, the hopes and dreams of all the years. What? Uh, what are your hopes and dreams 
and fears for this new year, uh, for this year that is to come, this year that lies before us in its infancy. What are your hopes for 2023? What are your dreams for this new year? Maybe you are looking for, waiting for uh, healing, for recovery, for reconciliation. So much potential lies in this new year, this baby year, a new start. What are your hopes and fears? How are they met in this baby presented in the temple? What does the next year look like uh, through the eyes of faith, uh, through righteous eyes inspired by the Holy Spirit? Can you see the baby? One of the most interesting parts of Malcolm Gladwell's fantastic book, uh, Outliers, is his discussion of the 10,000-hour rule, which suggests that it takes 10,000 hours of dedicated practice to truly master a skill, be it playing the violin, uh, computer programming, uh, or skateboarding. And Gladwell covers several tantalizing examples from the Beatles uh, to Bill Gates and argues that the biggest factor in their success is not innate talent or blind luck, but rather dedication. Dedication to their chosen craft. And it's an empowering message, one that suggests that almost anyone can succeed if they put in the time. Uh, privilege and luck can greatly ease the way, sure, but there's little substitute for 10,000 hours of work, Gladwell says. This I bring up to show you this is dedication. And what do we dedicate ourselves to? What do we give that amount of time to in our lives? Uh, I think of the uh, many great ministries happening around Southminster Presbyterian Church and the hours that many of you put into those ministries to make them happen. The dedication. This is dedication and this is part of the hopes and fears met in this baby who is the salvation of the world. And there are times when our time and our dedication uh, meet what God is doing in the world and we partner with God and good things happen. And there are other times when our reach does not extend so far. The good news is when we find uh, that we don't always live up to our own commitments or our best intentions, the good news is that there is one who is dedicated to our well-being, who will not lag or falter. The eyes of faith can see it, even when every appearance suggests otherwise. Jesus is dedicated by Mary and Joseph in the temple. But even before that, Jesus is dedicated by God the Father, uh, his life dedicated to serve Israel and indeed the whole world, including us. We look at the world through the eyes of faith, but we look at the world and at the new year with eyes wide open too. So we see that the hopes and fears of all the years are not fully yet met but we see that the hopes and fears of all the years are met in this baby who was dedicated to the work of God and dedicated to us and to the world. We dedicate ourselves to the work and every once in a while we are given that prophetic view of faith and we see the baby again. We see God incarnate in our time and our place 
And once again, everything and anything seem possible, and we are filled with hope, and the world is filled with potential. Uh, glimpses like this one at a Sunday potluck fellowship meal. Uh, Cammy was one of the sweetest persons at the church. Uh, she had tragically been hit by a car as a little girl, and as a result, Cammy was physically, developmentally, and intellectually impaired. But there was, I will tell you, rarely anyone uh, happier than Cammy at church on Sunday morning. If you asked her how she was, her re response invariably was, great or excellente. <laughs> she loved being an usher, even though she had trouble sometimes uh, with the baskets because of her impairments. Uh, and Cammy loved fellowship time when she could get her tea with sugar. Cammy loved sugar. And everyone at the church uh, took their turn helping to uh, moderate Cammy's sugar intake at that fellowship time. Cammy would take the, the, the sugar jar and she would just hold it like that. <laughs> she would do that until it was empty if she could. But usually someone came along and turned it up for her. Fellowship time and potlucks. Cammie loved potlucks and she loved helping out. She loved clearing tables when folks were done and taking dishes back to the kitchen. And that's what Cammie is doing this day as we observe her from across the fellow fellowship hall. Only she's uh, running into problems because the dishes are heavy and she's carrying too many of them. Uh, she's clearly struggling. And that's when Walter steps in to help Cammie. Now, Walter is relatively new at the church. Walter, he, he grew up in the church, but when he married almost 40 years ago, his was one of those interdenominational marriages where they couldn't sort out which church to go to, so they didn't go to any church. Now, 40 years later, Walter is recently widowed, and Walter is searching for community and meaning. He doesn't know if he believes what the church believes. He certainly doesn't care much for tradition. But he comes week in and week out. He's uh, connecting and he's building new life-giving friendships and relationships. And as we watch in this moment across the room at a potluck, uh, we watch Walter, an often anxious sometimes lonely but always good-hearted senior, stops to patiently help Cammie with the dishes she is so obviously struggling with. And it's a simple thing. There is something gracious and patient, kind and loving in the, action, in, in the interaction with Walter helping out Cammie. And all of a sudden, we see the baby. Ah, there it is. Cammy, who is not wise, and Walter, out of touch, out of touch with the church uh, tradition, they come together, and we see the hopes and dreams of all the years in an unlikely tableau. And once again, everything and anything seem possible, and we are filled with hope, and the world is filled with potential. Will you pray with me? We have seen the baby, and we know that he is our king. O holy child of Bethlehem, we see you and ask that you would descend, uh, that you would cleanse us of our sin, that you would come, enter in, into our lives and into our world. We rededicate ourselves to your vision of the world.
Be born in us again. Come to us, Lord, fulfilling all our hopes and dreams and overcoming all our limitations and fears. Abide with us, O Lord Emmanuel. Amen.